Welcome to the Diary of the Devoted podcast. This is Destine, your host of the show of this space. I'm here for the lovers, for those who are devoted to God, for those who are anchoring into their feminine design, for those who are commuting with life intentionally. You can expect to hear topics on wellness, on creativity with depth, on communication for the soul, and heart-led leadership. Hello, y'all. Welcome back to Diary of the Devoted. This is Justine, your host of the show and this space. I'm very excited for today. Today is the third part out of a four-day experience, four-day feminine reset experience happening on this podcast, happening within our community. And the first episode was the most voted topic on the IG polls I put up on my story maybe a month or so ago, month or so ago, and that was the Femininity is Faith episode. And the second episode is all about feminine productivity, and this episode today is all about cycle syncing. I'm really excited because this will just kind of tie it all together. Like It'll just put a bow on top of the gift bag. It'll it'll just really give you a broad understanding on how to optimize your cycle and how to really work with your body, not against your body. So I'm really excited for that. And then the last part of the feminine reset experience happening, four-day experience happening is the emo- woman emotionality episode. So that is the fourth and that will be going up pretty soon but i hope that you cannot hear the dishwasher going right now but that's what's happening a lot's happening behind the scenes the past few weeks y'all i just closed out irreplaceable creatrix yesterday we just closed it out and it's been just it's been so it's it's felt so I want to say resonant I just know I just like it's so clear like I feel like something has been cleared and I can just see a lot of my message changing I can see just with the woman that I've spoken to or that I'm working with a lot of their messages changing a lot of there's just process this just is really deep process right now where a lot of women are dropping in and we're de-armoring and we're we're releasing what doesn't matter and we're magnifying what does and yeah i'm just really excited for the rest of this year i'm excited for this collective revolution happening that has everything to do with softening that has everything to do with de-armoring our heart walls that, that has everything to do with getting in tune with our cycle with our body with our wisdom our like orchestrated wisdom by God within our bodies. So it's a really exciting time to be alive and I'm excited to be co-weaving with many women. And yeah, I'm just in a really good place when it comes to that. And I see it in others as well. I feel like this summer, a lot of people went through lots of initiations and maybe are still going through them. And I feel like I'm coming up, coming out of the, coming out of the initiation, if that makes sense. I'm like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now 
and there's just so much happening with just planning and this year, next year, just so much happening behind the scenes. But in the midst, in the midst of everything, the midst of all of it, God is what matters most and God covering us, guiding us, correcting us, loving us throughout every single season is the most beautiful thing in the world. And this episode is all about cycle syncing. So it's all about what's already been created within us as cycling women, all about our fertility and this really beautiful process that we had no hand in. We just get to learn. We just get to tap into. We just get to remember um, the beauty of being of being in tune. So yeah, <laughs> all that to say, I'm excited for this episode, and I'm gonna just get. I'm just. I'm just gonna get started <laughs> because I feel like I can just. I can just flow for for so long without any recollection of time at times. So. I wrote some notes down and I'm trying to stay on track, but this episode is very informational. It was supposed to be up actually on Tuesday of this week and I wanted to add more meat to it. So I'm excited to just dive deeper into it and journey with you all. So cycle syncing. Before I get started, just want to preface, I'm not a hormonal expert and I have no medical background. All of this all of, all of what I'm bringing forth today is based off of my own research, based off of my own personal experience, and also what I see with the women around me. So the term cycle syncing was first introduced by Alyssa Vitti, an integrative nutritionist and a woman's hormone expert in her book called Woman Code, published in 2014. The method describes adjusting aspects of your life, such as how you eat, exercise, based on the phases of your menstrual cycle, to help correct hormonal imbalances and decrease hormonal symptoms. So cycle syncing is basically when you change your lifestyle habits, like your diet or your exercise routine or your schedule in your day to match the phases of your menstrual cycle. And by doing this, you may become more in tune with your hormonal needs and better manage your cycle. And that is what I really just hope for today, that you take from this and that you continue to do your own research and of course, listen to your body. So my hope is that you cycle sync or you continue cycle sync even more and that you allow yourself to be more in tune with your phases to optimize your productivity if that's what you're looking for or to know what to expect physically, mentally, emotionally in your life, in the season that you're walking in. And I'm focusing today on what's physically and energetically happening throughout our cycles, and then also what I go through throughout my own cycle. And I'll touch on how I personally just cycle sync my schedule and work work in alignment with the many phases that we go through as multi as a multifaceted woman. And of course, I'm not trying to be dogmatic about any of this, um, but it's really important to know the language of our body. And I believe it'll honestly positively impact other areas of our life as well. This template works for me, but I hope that just once again, this encourages you to listen to your own body as well. So to be clear, I'm speaking about cycling women, not menopausal women or younger women. There's a difference in what's and what's happening physiologically with menopausal and younger women compared to cycling women. So I'm speaking of cycling women only and 
the menstrual cycle, just getting to the menstrual cycle and, and what it is, it's a 28-day process that's defined by several phases based on the communication between our brain, our ovaries, and our uterus. So it's a full body experience, y'all, from head to womb. And I like to add to heart because of our emotionality. And the first phase in our cycle, days one to seven. So our bleed, and this is between the first seven days of our cycle. It's days one through seven, and a lot of people in the spiritual community would describe it as winter, and I feel really resonate. I resonate with that as well, just I truly do feel like I'm in a cave and I slowly but surely crawl, walk out of the cave and walk into the sunlight, walking into spring, which is follicular. But that's before we get into that, our bleed. And this is a time if you if you see it as energetically a winter, what do you normally do during winter? You normally rejuvenate yourself. You restore yourself by resting, you know, by not necessarily planning, but reflecting. And the planning is more luteal phase. And it's just really a time for you to drop in, to descend. And our hormone levels are low. Estrogen is low. And our auric field is three times as high at this time. We are highly intuitive as well at this time. And a lot of people resonate with just getting lots of downloads and just reflecting a lot, releasing a lot during this time period. And I personally can relate to that as well. I also find myself digitally deleting things that don't resonate or having immense gratitude for my past rebirths. Like this is not a time to be extra hard on yourself. This is not a time to overthink like, or just to think about, just compare yourself to others or worry about what's happening like what are you doing in your life like no this is not a time for the mind it's not it's not a time for you to do any of that not to say you can't think or you can't you know but truthfully drop in it's a time for you to soften to descend to to sign almost like silence all of the chatter and just let what comes through come through like let what's being moved through you move through move through you like don't don't stop yourself from this process. And we do that. We really do that by resting, y'all, by resting. Throughout all phases, our levels of progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone fluctuate. So that causes different moods and energy levels. And of course, certain foods and practices can help with these fluctuations. But this is that's a whole different episode in terms of hormonal regulations and things like that. But for me personally, the first two days, I am on full-blown rest, y'all. Like, I really try not to schedule anything. And when I'm, and the ways how I'm able to do that is by preparing. So I'll speak about this later on during the luteal phase. Like, I really do, I know my cycle so well that I'm like, all right, this day, so that, so that I can rest and not have to think about so many things happening in my world. I'm going to do all these, a list of one, two, three things today, three things tomorrow, three things next day, so that I'm prepared. So by the time that you're in winter, you can rest with ease. So the first two days, I'm on full rest mode, y'all. I don't feel bad about it. It's not a time to feel guilty about it. It's truly a time to drop in. And I 
I like to be left alone at times. I feel like in this season of my life, I'm I'm more social than before. Like I, I, I find my home, like I'm home within myself. So when I'm around people, I can still find my home base, if that makes sense. So, but in general, I like to be around safe spaces, of course, who doesn't? And when I'm around loved ones, I feel extra soft. Like that's just the word to describe it. Just really snuggly and really soft. But beforehand, I'm sure I was a little bit more irritable or maybe lots of emotions are moving through in the luteal phase. Not going to get into that yet. But in general, like the first day of my bleed, I normally wake up like, oh, like something just got released off my shoulders. Like everything makes sense now. Like there's like this really strong sense of clarity that comes through. And it's almost like a cycle that came to completion, if that makes sense. But then now it's like time to shed. It's very interesting. That's how I personally feel. Let me know if y'all can relate to that. But in terms of my scheduling, for the purpose of this episode, I do not schedule anything the first two days. By the third and fourth day, my energy levels are a little bit more higher at the time. So things begin to shift. And by the fourth day, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I have a zest for life. Like I'm so excited and that's follicular phase. But for now, it's really just rest and hydrating, y'all. It's important to support your body with lots of herbs at this time. And beef is really high. It's really high in iron and that will support you because you're losing lots of blood. And I think that's just really important to know. I, in the past, didn't support myself as best as I could. And right now I'm still, I'm still growing through all of those hormone regulations right now at this time. So I'm really supporting my body at this time with animal products. It's actually been about a year now with introducing animal products to my diet after being vegan. But I do want to share on this just in case there are listeners who are vegan and things like that. That's a whole other episode for another day. But just in general, really give body knows no ideology. I heard this the other day, actually a couple years ago, but I heard this recently the other day as well. Body knows no ideology. So really trust in what your body is yearning for at this time in terms of nutrition, because that's not something to play with. And it's really important to know. I especially hydrate a lot. I have experimented with magnesium. That has helped a little bit with some cramping and cramps and things like that. And overall, I I drink um, living water from the Kangen water, so the K8. So I just drink a lot of that. I drink a lot of herbal teas and I'm, I'll speak about this a little bit later. I'm considering creating a whole, yeah, I'll speak about it later, but a whole eat like ebook or PDF for y'all um, that just touches on all the different phases and which phase I drink certain herbs. But overall, it's a time of rest. Your energy levels are low. Allow yourself to shed, quite literally shed y'all. And it's okay. So that's days one to seven of your bleed. And then follicular is days seven to 10, okay? And estrogen is rising. Your mood, your increases, your patience increases. You have new ideas. And I feel like you're more prone to probably make plans. You're curating your month now. Your mind is sharp. You're more sociable. You just cultivate wisdom cultivate all the wisdom that you got from your bleed and you're able to plant those seeds so that they can grow and come into fruition. And our body builds and maintains muscle more during this phase. Right now I'm actually in the follicular phase and I just feel so excited about life right now. Like it's almost like 
it's a whole new world. <laughs> like that's how it feels. It's it's crazy the switch up. It's so it's kind of my favorite time actually because I'm like whoa, what a shift. Um, but I love it. I feel I feel more like myself during this season. And uh, basically, estrogen. What's happening in your body? Estrogen is rising and. What foods you can look out for would be foods that help support healthy estrogen levels. I personally hydrate as well, but I would drink more dandelion tea, just dandelion root tea um, for excess estrogen that's happening within your body and things like that. But if you are somebody who enjoys to fast, then this would be a good time to do that, especially not during luteal, but during follicular, it would be a great time to to fast. And if if you're someone that feels called to do that, I personally am not. I'm just really trying to maintain homeostasis within my body by supporting it, um, especially because of the last few years, I have not been to the best of my ability. But yeah, so follicular is a really exciting time. It's spring and it really does feel like spring. So if you if you're someone who likes spring, the actual season, then this is probably a time for you to just reflect that and and the way that you like and the way that you form your schedule and the way that you dress, like allow everything in your life to live in accordance to your cycle if you want. Like there's no reason to be dogmatic about it, but during follicular, I'm definitely excited and I feel like I find myself shopping a little bit more and just getting just getting really in tuned and back into and back into the flow of things if that makes sense and I feel like there's no reason to there's no reason to see any of these phases as casual I think that's my whole point this entire episode none of it's casual it's all been orchestrated it's all pretty special and pretty sacred that we even go through these many phases um, no one day is the same for a woman. We're multifaceted, and this is something to embrace. So, yeah, follicular is our spring, and then we are in summer, and that is our ovulatory phase where we are ovulating. It's between two to four days, and we are probably feeling more impulsive, more daring, more competitive. Our testosterone is high at this time. Your libido is high as well. I feel very sensual, very open, very juicy, open to life, open to people, open to different perspectives that I may come across online or that I may see like in my real life or here in my real life. Like I just feel more open. I feel like um, almost like raging with sensation at times. Like it's like it's it's it feels insatiable at times, to be honest. So definitely um, put all that energy into where you want to put it into. But yeah, I definitely like to just really increase my social life at this time. Um, I find myself dancing more. You may, you may find yourself to be louder. You magnetize more at this time. Um, we basically have peak hormone. We are, we have our peak hormone during ovulation. And the physiological perspective of this is that we are primed for magnetizing our meat. Our eyes are dilated. Our skin is plumper. So if you are single, this is the time to date. This is the time to, to just really put yourself out there. And if you are just a woman who a lot of listeners here who have businesses, who are in the online business realm, then these, this is the time where you would make more forward-facing 
videos of yourself and you just feel and probably look your best. Like I always look back at photos <laughs> by the end of my cycle and I'm about to bleed. I'm like, wow, like I feel like I don't, I'm not so excited to put on clothes and, da, 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 and do all the things. I'm just like, wow, I'm looking back at photos. I look my, I'm like, whoa, when did I take those photos? Of course, normally during ovulation. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just interesting to really not to once again, not be dogmatic about it, but to really like observe your life, like observe your life, tend to your life, see what's happening all around you, be in tune, be so in tune that you know why things are happening. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing to be able to know the language of our bodies. I personally find myself not just doing more as in working on my screen. Like I work online and not just working like on my screen with clients or newsletters or coaching, like not just doing that, but really getting physical y'all. Like this is a time where I, if I work out normally just like three to four times a week, four times, three to four times a week. And I already did my workout for that day. And I still feel like I want to just move around. Like, all right, another workout for that day. Like obviously still supporting myself with high protein, um, foods, balanced meals. Let me, let me just explain that. So fat, carb, protein, um, just balanced meals, but just still supporting myself in this way, but also just embracing the fact that I have more energy at this time. Like soak it up, soak it up, y'all. It's, it's, it's a blessing (laughs) to just feel, feel good, to just feel really good. I even notice when I'm creating podcasts, um, my mind is more sharp at this time. I'm able to really just flow with my words a little bit better. Like when I create podcast at the end of Luthiel, it's, yeah, it'll take a couple takes for me to get through some clips or I might not even like create the whole episode in one take. Ovulation is normally when I'm like one take, it's done. It's so clear. It comes through, like comes through so quickly. Um, and none of these are bad things. It's just, it's really beautiful that we get to know the differences, but in terms of your scheduling, just, I, I wouldn't say, pack your schedule. Don't give yourself any breaks during ovulation. No, I would still say take care of yourself, nourish yourself. But I will say, just listen back to the second episode of the feminine reset for the experience happening. And that's the feminine productivity so that you can really optimize your schedule in the way that works for you. So if you're ovulating, maybe you can have more things laid out in your schedule in the morning, but still allow for yourself to play um, but yeah, I'm hydrating a lot during this season, during this phase. And also I am drinking lots of liquids just as I would during actual summer. And then getting into luteal phase, y'all, we are feeling all the things we're in summer. We're feeling all open, adventurous, all the things. And now we are in the luteal phase and the luteal phase is from 10 to 14 days and this is our longest phase so we gotta love it some sort of it (laughs) and estrogen decreases in the first half and that can cause pms symptoms if your hormones aren't regulated and i personally feel a notable decline in my body and my mind and energetically as well during the second half of my luteal phase not so much my first half like i do feel the difference between ovulating and luteal like that first day i'm like whoa (laughs) <laughs> like it's it's notable it's a difference um 
but it's not something to overthink or think something's wrong with you or to think that you're maybe going through going through the thick of it. It's just no, you're you may feel certain ways. You may feel a little bit differently. Your body may um, respond a little bit differently to what's happening on the inside hormonally. Um, and the second half of the luteal phase, the progest- progesterone rises and emotions are higher leading up to the bleed, leading up to the release. Luteal is what I would consider fall. So when you think of fall, what do you think of? Um, because that's kind of how I base my my cycle and I try, to get, I try and get in tuned with it. Before, I'm just, I'm a summer girl. Okay, y'all, like I'm a spring, I'm a summer girl. I'm not really, not really into the cold that much at all, to be honest. Um, so I've never, I've never really liked fall, like just that transition from summer to fall. It's always been so hard for me. Like I'm like, dang, oh no, like the sun's not um, setting at the same time it used to. Um, it's, it's now we're gonna, now we're gonna have shorter days because of because of the time change and like just little things. I'm like, dang, like less sun. Okay. Now it's time to slow down. And these, these days, the past few years, I've been really trying to get in tuned with it to get in tune with the beauty in it. Like just the fires that we have at night, you know, that we create just to really make your atmosphere a really, um, a really beautiful, a really beautiful space just to be in, like really amp your atmosphere at this time, like light more candles, be more in tune, more, more um, bubble or, you know, more baths and things like that, like more massages at this time, really get in tune with your body at this time. And you may be craving comfort foods that are high in fat and calories. And this is often an indicator that you are hungrier more often and i find this to be true i am hungrier y'all like i like to be i like to eat a minimum of 30 g protein per meal and at this point it might be even 50 during luteal like i'm hungry and i embrace that there's no reason to suppress myself during this time especially during this time when your body you're preparing you're preparing to bleed so in order for you to shed and to shed in a way that isn't, you know, painful to your body, to your system, it's really important to nourish yourself during fall. Like, nourish yourself. Really focus on, I feel like this has been my focus the past year, really getting into my luteal phase, really understanding what foods support me, what herbs support me, and what schedules do not support me. <laughs> so I used to focus on HIT, high, inten- high interval intensive, I think that's what it's called, training <laughs> high intensive inter- integral integral training whatever hit if that's if you don't know what that is basically that and yoga only yoga and then adding weights all of that in the morning without eating any protein just really it's just striking my cortisol levels high without even supporting myself and thinking that was like helping myself like it's so important to know this like for women Y'all, it's so important to know, and I know with the beauty industry, with the fitness industry, what people are trying to shove down our throats through these ads, through these commercials, through these, especially through these ads and commercials, people don't even align with what they're what they're speaking to, that these products that they're recommending to you, and all the things for maybe weight loss or whatever it may be that you're tuned into. I feel like women need to know 
we need to eat more. <laughs> it's something that I wish someone would have told me a year ago, two years ago. Like, we need to eat more, y'all. Support yourself, especially during the luteal phase. And um, your body is absorbing more nutrients in case you did get pregnant. So it's really important during this time to support yourself. You're also burning 30% more fat because of estrogen and the estrogen and progesterone combination. So it's so it would really support you to eat foods that are rich in iron, lots of beef, upping beef intake, grass-fed only, local farms, whatever it may be. Do your thing. And also finishing, planning, cleaning, meal prepping. This is the time for that. This is the time for that before you bleed, before. And I'm speaking more about the more on this phase because it's the longest and it's also the one that will help us for all the other phases. It's, it's really connected. Like based off the research I've, I've, I've done, it's very connected. So it's important to support yourself to also support your future, your future phases as well. So yeah, finishing planning, cleaning, I'm meal prepping at this time because I don't want to be cooking when during my first two days of my cycle. Like I'm doing all the things, low impact workouts. I still train in the same way but if anything i'll eat a lot not a lot but like a medium amount of food before i work out and then of course eat a lot after i work out um to support my training so if you're gonna still if you're like you know if you're in the gym if you're lifting weights and things like that that's what you can do at this time support yourself with food um in combination of what you do physically and then also just prioritize foods that help prevent PMS with mineral and rich food. And overall, our, horm- our hormones drop um, significantly during this time. And the left and the right hemisphere are tightly linked in a luteal phase. And it's just, it's just really important to know that not every one day is the same. Not every week is the same. And if we treat it as such, we're almost... We're almost just living in a linear, in a linear way, in a logical way. And sometimes things aren't logical when it comes to the woman's body. Sometimes it's intuitive. Sometimes it's emotional, and sometimes it's it's in cycles. So I think it's really important to know all of our phases, to get in tune, and to learn our language, the language of our body. So all of this to say, I think it's important to know your cycle because generalizations may not apply to you from the from what I've shared so far. I think it's important to track your cycle. I think it's important to eat more protein and fuel before and after training. And I think that the of course the second half of the second half of the luteal phase is important to increase protein and carbs at this time. It's also important to make sure your meals are balanced with carbs and protein and fat. I know that I spoke about animal protein heavily, but know that a balanced meal is what matters most. I increase my fruit intake, especially during ovulation as if I would during summer. Like I don't really do juicing that much these days, but I do increase my fruit intake and then especially vitamin C intake before I bleed. Also, during my bleed, like oranges are really helpful for me. Um, orange juice is actually really helpful for me too. And yeah, so it's just important to eat in a balanced way. And taking out gluten from my diet has helped me decrease inflammation in my body significantly. But I will say that kefir 
um, grass-fed kefir, and I'm going to start getting into raw milk actually pretty soon. But kefir has really helped me with my gut lining. So I'm able to actually consume gluten to some sort, like on a random date night, I'm able to actually eat a pizza randomly and, and not break out or I don't, I don't break out with my acne that much, but just physically I know what happens when I eat gluten and that doesn't happen when I eat gluten. So when I've been just drinking keeper and things like that, almost every night I need to get some more actually recently, but yeah, so that's important as well. And then craving chocolate, if you're craving chocolate, you probably are craving magnesium. And if you're craving salty things, it's because there's a boost in your blood flow at that time. So all of this is really important to know so that you don't think you're crazy or you don't think that like, oh, I don't want to give in to all these cravings. It's just it's just giving you a signal, a guide for where you can go. And then all of this will help you work with your hormones, not against them. And that's what's really important about this episode. So... To continue on, I do want to just get into some other things that I've researched as well and things that I've just reflected and seen with other women. Um, In general, cortisol in a man's body is processed and metabolized differently than in a female's body. And so if we're jolted awake, if we are set on waking up at 4 a.m. every day and not getting enough, excuse me, not getting enough sleep, especially during our luteal phase, then our body is going to go into fight or flight. And at that point, our body is anticipating a threat and our cortisol lingers on compared to men. A woman's nervous system is a little bit more sensitive compared to men. So just information like this, like cycle syncing, information like this, whether from a podcast or a YouTube video or a course that you take or a friend that you like hear this from, all of this helps us just really get in tune so that we can listen to our own bodies because I'm sure many of us can relate that we were never taught actually the things that are happening between each phase. We're taught that PMS is normal. We're taught that period pain is normal. And, and when you go to, I don't know what your experience is by going to your gyno, but my experience is that by going to my gyno and it's so important to inform each other on what's happening, not just physically, but also energetically within our bodies and to support ourselves best. And it's on a really personal level. But I feel like this collective um, like sh- shadow, I want to say, or maybe hiding around the woman's physiology is, is, is so potent. And for this reason, women speaking out about this is so helpful. Like I love listening to other podcasts. I'll share, I'll, I'll link it below in the description, other podcasts, other women explaining the menstrual cycle and how they cycle sync personally for them and things like that. I love hearing about that because regardless, we all speak about it a little bit differently because we're all speaking from a different perspective and it's just a really beautiful thing. But yeah, all this to say, um, you know, take everything that you listen to or consume with a grain of salt, even these podcasts as well, especially with mine as well. I always want to encourage your autonomy and your own intuition with whatever that you're facing at this time. So there's no reason to compare ourselves to our men's physiology at all. And I spoke about this in the feminine productivity episode, all about their scheduling and, and, 
just the this paradigm of business is paradigm the world that we live in supports the workforce in general supports a men's physiology more than a woman's it's not like a terrible thing necessarily i'd say it's something to just note like okay it's like monday through friday nine to five linear way every day you're expected to perform the same way when we do not technically perform show up respond commune with life the same way every day we just don't <laughs> we don't so it's just important to know this um for not just ourselves because it's not just about us but for everybody around us for our community around us we can best show up for ourselves and for the people around us y'all so yeah once again our body stores nutrients differently than men's and the very fabric of the woman's body y'all is surrender our descent is inevitable, meaning our rise is inevitable as well. So if you're going through something, know that you are, if you're feel like you're going down a hill, know that eventually you're going to start walking up a hill as well. Like our body is an intelligent design by the creator, by God. So even emotionally, if you're going through lots of waves, know that those waves won't feel like lots of pressure or take you, those waves won't feel like they're taking you under, taking you out. Um, all the time. Your descent isn't forever. Eventually, things come to shore. It sounds cheesy, but it's really true. And it helps me remember things, especially during the deal phase when I feel more emotional, when I'm more prone to making stories in my mind, overthinking in my mind, um, getting irritable with people around me. Like if I'm in that season during the deal, I know as soon as I bleed, as soon as the first day happens, I have more clarity. I'm like, wow, I know what wounds I need to face. I know the things that I need, I need to take responsibility for. And I know that I can't blame anyone for, for like what's moving through me, but I can show up. I can speak honestly. I can speak about the things that I'm not okay about. I'm not okay with. I can in essence, like teach people how to love you by communicating with them. So if you're going through those things that, and that's happening during the deal phase, have grace with yourself. There's no reason to be hard on yourself for that, but it's also important to, of course, regulate your hormones and support yourself best so that you can show up your best. I recently learned that our moon cycles are, it's, the moon cycle itself is an infradium rhythm, meaning that its biological cycle occurs longer for more than a 24-hour period. I'm, I mean, I knew this, but I didn't know the cycle. I didn't know it was called infradium rhythm um, because we see infradium rhythms in nature. And this just reemphasizes my point when I say that no one day is the same for us. There is always a lead up. There is always a descent and a rise that follows afterwards. We also see this in nature from hibernation to migration patterns, to the shedding of skin, um, to the behaviors that we see within animals and so on. We are direct reflections of nature. We are nature. We are God's creation. So these are all really beautiful reminders if you're someone that is like, dang, why every week is so different? Why do I feel emotionally different every week? Why do I feel so dense during luteal phase? Like, it's so 
like now that we have the awareness, you can really optimize your cycle the way that it works for you, especially during the luteal phase. If you feel like you're more dense, you can support yourself that way. I this past cycle, this luteal phase, I by the end was feeling so just it's almost like not even sad or happy. It was just neutral. And I felt like, dang, I just want to feel something right now. Like I need to just get in my body and to feel something right now. And the and the thing that really helps me during those seasons are swimming. <laughs> so if someone, if you're someone that like, okay, I need heat. I, I don't really want to be in water. Sauna, you know, get it like sauna, like sweat, like feel that. You'll feel so much better after, especially as after all those endorphins are being released. But <clears throat> those are just some reminders for you. But our world, once again, is structured for male biology. And I spoke all about this in the feminine productivity episode. So if you're someone who wants to optimize your scheduling and think and just re reorient how you see um, the definition of, of productivity or how you see success to you, then I would suggest tuning into that episode and just know that cycle syncing is an art and it's something that you get to tend to. You get to get familiar with your phases and from there you can go back into the wisdom of your body. And with all of this, this entails our emotionality to you know our diets, to our physicality and overall knowing that our vessels can be our best ally. Your mind can also be your best ally as you rewrite narratives that you've told yourself for years, as you let God renew your mind. Prayer actually renews our minds in the most beautiful way. So yeah, so there's just so much that we can do. There's so much that we can do with the things that are hard in life, if that makes sense. Like we can always take a step forward. And yeah, we can always take yourself forward. So just scheduling in my days, I do want to share a little bit more before I close out this episode. I think it's really long. So bear with me if you're like, dang, I probably just would have wanted a shorter episode because <laughs> this one is really long. But um, this is the, I just want to speak about like auto- automating and optimizing. So automating, I am meal prepping, I'm scheduling things beforehand. I'm content batching so that things are just coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. Like just having my systems in place, especially digitally as an online business owner is really important. And especially during the luteal phase, like I do like to prepare a peaceful atmosphere for winter for my bleed. So by deep cleaning, by prioritizing my sleep, sleep is a big one. I've been really getting into prioritizing more of my sleep these days. There's actually science behind um, women needing more sleep than men. So that's important to know and how men are biologically wired to handle more stress than we are. Um, I'm always going to speak about differences because now in this world, it's like no one can speak on what's actually true, what's actually factual, but we are so different from men. And that's actually what brings the most juiciest, most beautiful, most most thrilling <laughs> um, polarity in unions and communion, but knowing our differences also helps each other be in more harmony and it helps us remember who we are. So I'm always going to speak about differences, y'all. And 
<clears throat> to continue on, I do want to emphasize that just for optimizing our cycle, I think it's important to um, remember that women, we experience life through our senses, through our beauty, through our taste, through our expression, through through it all, all of our senses, through our, our, our touch. Like we are like just kind of wired this way. So I think it's important to revel in this during your follicular, during your ovulation. Revel in that, y'all. Like revel in the fact that we are multifaceted beings, that we can be doing one thing one minute, next thing another minute. Um, revel in the fact that you can get dressed up in different ways and different different days. Like you can show up and let that reflect your mood for the day. Like get excited to be a woman, to to be a cycling woman, to be fertile, to be regulating your hormones, um, to be at this special time that will only come once. And we'll only we'll only be as young as we are today, today, today. So it's beautiful embrace your womanhood um and that's i think is a really beautiful reminder how to optimize your cycle like really embrace it like fall in love with it in a way you know romanticize your life like i'm all i'm all for that romanticize your life in the best way you can it's your life and yeah all of this is a when we get in tuned with our the beauty in our womanhood we are less prone i think to operate in a linear and logical way and operate in a more maybe masculine, more hardened way that maybe we've been doing for so long in our lives. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know everyone who's listening to this, but if you have been operating in a shielded, like hardened way all your life, this is your chance to, to get in tune with your cycles and also embrace, just embrace what it is to be a woman. And cycle syncing is how we learn our body's language. You know, men um, are technically more mentally stable. They have less fluctuations. They're not as layered and dynamic as we are in, in this way. And it's not like a bad thing. It's just another beautiful reminder of how like layered and and dynamic and complex that's the word i'm looking for and complex we are um so all this to say i was personally wrecking just havoc on my hormones for for years without even realizing it especially as a vegan i spoke about just like the hit the high and in, in, intense into into yeah training whatever i don't know why i can't say that today um all of that i spoke about that earlier but yeah i used to wake up even the beginning of this year, between 2 to 4 a.m. almost every night, consistently, maybe two to three times a week, wondering why I couldn't just sleep through the night. And apparently it was a hormonal issue. And I I now don't wake up between those hours like that. Like I just sleep fully, just fully. Even if I drink water before, like I'll just sleep fully and wake up the next morning. And I'm just seeing lots of changes within my gut lining right now. I've been basically healing my gut, supporting my liver more, eating more nutrient-dense foods. My skin is much more clear. Um, I'm just really prioritizing safety in my body and lowering my cortisol levels um, by supporting my blood sugar, so eating within the first hour and a half of my day. And the truth is animal products actually support female hormones and contain amino acids and other nutrients that support the endocrine systems directly y'all so like i wish i wish i would have heard this before but 
this is for anyone who maybe is on the fence right now, who maybe is implementing more animal protein, who maybe is still like uncomfortable with the fact that they know that they need to. That's how I felt for the longest time. So I just want to give a shout out to you if that's you. Like, just take your time with it. Have grace. I personally took about six months before going vegan or before not going vegan, transitioning from vegan to animal protein last year. Like I mentally thought about it from January, probably up until July, up until August, basically. And it finally ate animal protein finally in August. Like I had to mentally prepare myself for someone who was vegan for six years. So I know I was, I was going to say that's another episode, but Anyways, okay, let me just clear, let me just close up this episode. In general, all of this to say, um, I've been prioritizing liver health, thyroid health, and investing in the resources I need to, um, to, yeah, just bring knowledge to, to my body, to my cycle, to, to everything, y'all, um, that's happening in my body. And animal products, animal, animal protein, is also, they also provide bioavailable nutrients. And I was realizing that I didn't get enough bioavailable nutrients at all. It was very carb-heavy, carb-heavy diets as a vegan before. So all of these things are helping me support my liver detox pathways and just manage my stress effectively, specifically stress. Like I feel like I feel a lot more mentally clear, especially now the ways that I'm um, prioritizing homeostasis within my own body. So with just some foods I, I want to share, just for your diet for better, maybe estrogen metabolism, if that's if that's something that you are walking through or something that you are, you know, prioritizing in this season, I would say crucifix vegetables, especially broccoli and vitamin C rich foods like citrus fruits and vitamin E sources as well. Of course, magnesium as well. And um, like sulfur, sulfur-rich foods like eggs and onions and garlic, and kale and also dandelion. I implement all that into my diet, and then also to support your liver detox pathways with daily habits. I would say manage your stress effectively. So really regulating your nervous system during your cycle. It may you might notice that your nervous system is more sensitive during luteal phase. That's how it is for me especially at the end of luteal phase. So I'm really prioritizing sleeping more, swimming more, um, working out even if I don't want to work out, even if it's low impact, just doing it because I know I feel better afterwards, journaling even more, singing, like singing even more, like intentionally dancing, even if I don't feel like it. I'm like, I need to move my hips. I need to also prepare for my bleed and just move my hips more to relax, to relax my, to relax my, um, <clears throat> my pelvic floor in general, like just really deep breaths, less clenching, less holding on, more flow, letting your belly like flow out and not sucking in. Like These are all things that sometimes, it sounds silly, but these are all small things that we do throughout, we maybe we've taught to, taught to do, or maybe we've been conditioned to, I don't know, but whatever, like all these little things, try to get eight hours of uninterrupted, in uninterrupted sleep, um, stay hydrated, exercise, you know, obviously daily, if you can just moving, if you can't exercise daily, walk, I do, I, I prioritize my steps as well. Steps, if I'm not working out, just get your steps in, um, minimizing exposure to endocrine disrupting chemicals that are found in 
personal care, cleaning products, plastics as well. There's so much, y'all. If I should just do a whole episode on all the things that I look out for. I, I use this app. I'll say this. I use this app called Yuka at the grocery store so you can scan it and just check out what is happening with them. <laughs> And these food ingredients, y'all, it's, it's just too silly. It's too silly at this point. But yeah. So and then, yeah, that's pretty much all the things I would say to support your liver detox pathways. And yeah, all this to say, I used to have a, I used to have problem areas in my forehead and my cramps have definitely decreased significantly. I still get them a little bit. And it depends on the on the cycle, to be honest. Like it's it's sometimes I'm like, oh, it's getting better, like it's great, and other times I'm like, oh, dang, like what did I eat this cycle? So, it kind of really is a report card of what happens, what happened within your whole within your whole phase. So, not to say like go crazy, eat what you want, drink like do what you want, like all the phases, all the phases except for luteal. I wouldn't suggest that. <laughs> um, but in general. You know, my symptoms have degrees and I'm really grateful for that. And it's because of cycle syncing. It's because of knowing what's happening. It's because of implementing implementing animal protein. It's because of decreasing my inflammation in my body with my diet, with nutrition. Nutrition is like the, one of the top ways to do that. And I know that many women are called to cycle sync maybe because it's trending, because maybe intuitively they know that they just feel called to do this at this time. But also for those who are I just want to shout out for those who are just tending to to their their hormones, y'all. Like this cycle syncing is a great way. It's a great start for you to tend to your hormones if that if that's you. Many of us, some of us have gone into cycle syncing because of wanting, having a desire to to regulate our hormones because of re- realizing the dysregulation in general. So if that's you, shout out to you, have grace for yourself, invest in, you know, a medical professional, invest in your, in a holistic part- practitioner and someone that you know that you can trust that can support you. And that's what I've been doing as well. But all of this to say, Thank you for being here. <laughs> and I know this episode is long <clears throat> and my voice is cracking and doing all the things I've talked for a while. And yeah, I am really grateful that I'm still able to be, be with you all here because I recently actually spilled herbal tea, very fitting of this episode, all over my MacBook keyboard. So now I'm waiting for a new one, which is coming in. And I'm very grateful for that blessings. I thought that I lost files and episodes that are scheduled to come out next week. And yeah, so all of that to say, God's good. Everything's still working out. I still got my mic and lots of other tools and resources because of the people around me. So I'm really grateful for a community and loved ones. But yeah, I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. I hope this episode made sense. It really did feel like it was all over the place. I feel like I wanted to give so much information, but I know, I, I, yeah, there's only so much I can share. I do want to um, create a PDF or ebook for all the herb, herbs that I use in all the various four cycles, four phases. So if you're interested in that, I'll leave a link below for you to just send a voice memo saying, like, I'm totally on board. I love that. 
or DM me on Instagram or whatever it may be. I would absolutely love that. Um, to know if there are women who would want to, um, yeah, just know more about some herbs that can work for them. These herbs actually have significantly decreased my my um, PMSing and my pain with my bleed. So I would love to share. And I feel like there's so there's not a lot I can share just in the podcast like I could, but I feel like it'd be great to physically for you to be able to physically or, or digitally see it within your hands. And yeah, that's all to say. That's, I think that's all for today. Let me know any episode ideas that you would want to hear. I'm content batching before I travel before fall. So I'll be traveling and I would just love to content batch beforehand so I can just have these episodes scheduled and up and out for you. The other ways that you can work with me beyond this community would be my Patreon, which is my two tiers available, which is Heart Talks with Des. And the second tier available second tier available is the femininity lovers tier. I'm about to be pouring really into the femininity lovers tier, y'all. And really just sharing all the things that I wish I could share on here because it's a public platform, but just I would I would prefer to share in a private space. So I'm really excited to do that. I am a private person and it seems like I share a lot on here, but I really try to reframe from sharing more about my personal life, but I definitely would love to support other people who are similarly in unions in healthy relationships or are working on conscious communications with with their lover, who are working on radical responsibility for the for their emotionality and for how they show up as a woman and for the multifaceted layers of the feminine. So if you are interested in that, I'll link below the Femininity a Lover's Patreon below and then one-on-one coaching i will be having some spaces available in october so let me know if any of those two or three things work for you and you're interested thank you so much for being here i hope this episode served you and yeah share with a friend if you think someone could get some gems out of this i love you dearly and talk to you so soon